Straight up, now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the All Pro Dads Podcast. I'm Damien. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dame underscore APD. My co-host, Tony. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TV3 underscore APD. I rushed to that because I just wanted to listen to the song. <laughs> that was a fast intro. <sighs> he looks so different in this. It's crazy. I hate this him. era of J. Cole. I hate him with dreads. I hate him with dreads. I don't know. Whoa. Technical difficulties. Such a good song. Yeah. Right around town in the big old range. I don't mind the dreads. No? No. He seems, uh, I guess with the dreads, he seems more like at peace, huh? Yeah, this whole, like, once he got the dreads, yeah, I would say that. It's a different era. He's more like, you can tell he doesn't give a fuck about the money. No, he don't. There. Yeah. Have you ever listened to his Angie Martinez interview? Back in, like, was it right before 2014 Forest Hills dropped or right after? It might have been right after, because I think he Is that the one where he talks about, like, riding the bikes and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever listened to the whole thing? No. Just clips. It's great. Is it? Yeah, it's really, really good. Like, it's really good. And then he did another, because that one, that's one of his, probably his most, like, famous interview that he's done. Yeah. There was one that he did with her again after, It was it KOD or, or For Your Eyes Only? I think it was after KOD. Yeah, it was after KOD because so controversial. he talked about, like, the little punt beef, Takashi yeah. 6 9 all that shit. And it wasn't as good, but it was still good. They did it in um, somebody who was a major producer for Amy Winehouse. Uh-huh. And, like, he had produced for her. Like, dude, like, they named off, like, how many people have been in that house to, like, mm-hmm. go record sessions. And it was, like, legends. That have, It was cool. It was dope. It was dope. Yeah, those those are really good interviews. I think the only one I've watched like full through is the one he did with Little Pup. I've never I've watched like the first five ten minutes and I've never gotten past that. It's a good one. Was it? Yeah. Cause they like hashed it out. Yeah, they but I heard like, everything there. But I heard like throughout it, Little Pump like didn't give a fuck. Like he was still being like a dickhead. You know? Oh yeah, he was. But he's, he's a young kid up to that. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to listen to shit he had to say. No, yeah. It's probably something where he looks back on and is like... Damn. But the fact where J. Cole is just sitting there just like... Spitting. Yeah, still telling him, like... Just keeping it real with him yeah. about everything. Legend. Push show. Alright, well... How was your week? How was your weekend, I guess I should say? Because it's been since Thursday. Not bad. Do anything crazy? Oh, we took Kaylee's ring for the first little Zales checkup. How's that? Not bad. They do anything took, like, it? took like two minutes. There you go. Yeah, they try to look at it. They just throw it in the microscope or what? Yeah, pretty much. They're like jeweler. Is that what yeah. they're called? Yeah. Yeah, they just take it. Johnny Dang. Yeah, they just look <laughs> under it. Did you just use your microphone as a microscope? Yeah. I just, I just thought... Uh, uh. That is how you That's do basically that. what they look like yeah. too, and they're just like this. And then they funny. they clean it for you. We gotta go next week or next month. Next month. Yeah. Yeah. Went. That wasn't too bad. Looked at sales. Hate them all during the holiday season. 
Is it already packed? Is it starting to get crazy already? Yeah. We also went on a Sunday and... Yeah, there's things I can't say because this is a public podcast. <laughs> I want to say them. <laughs> oh I'll say them all fair. There you go. There yeah. you go. That's funny. Yeah, but yeah I, good sales already. Really? Yeah. Zales was having like 50 to 70% off on some of their stuff. God damn it. Yeah, no. That's what I said. I, like, so I looked at Haley and I was like, damn, I knew I should have waited till, <laughs> what did she till say? November. She just looked at me and shook her head. That's fucking great. Damn, 50 to 70? That's damn. Yeah. Damn. That goes until like Black that. Friday, too. That's crazy. Online. I was going to text you and answer. It's in-store and online. I don't got Zales money now. <laughs> I do. I got Zales, Zales money. Oh, you do? That's it's right. There's Zales money. <laughs> you going to go get you a bust-down chain or what? I want to watch. A bust-down rolly? That'd be dope. I don't know what I want, but I want to watch. I was looking at him. I think it's a dad thing. For Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would want to chain. First. I was listening to like Bert and Tom on one of their podcasts talking about watches and shit. And I was like, I don't get it. And so I went and looked and I was like, holy shit, these watches are dope. Like I don't got watch money like they got watch money. But you know who's really into watches? Who? Uncle Larry. Really? Yeah. I don't think he, the most expensive watch he has is probably a handful of hundred bucks. Like he doesn't have any like thousands of dollars worth. Yeah. But he has a fuck ton of watches. He loves the big face fucking, like, you can see it on his wrist from, from a mile, mile away. away. There was only one watch that, like, really, like, caught my attention like that, and it's one of the ones that Conor McGregor has. Have you seen it? The roulette one? No, it's like... Have you seen that one? Yeah. It's like a globe. It's like a globe? There's, yeah, he has one, and it's like a, like, it's like a glass, like, globe, probably, like... What? It's like, it's fucking huge. On the actual watch? Yeah. No way. I could be describing it, but like, let me see. That's what I'm I look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Conor McGregor globe watch, huh? It's kind of interesting. It might be the roulette one, and that's just what I picture it as. His fucking roulette one's so sick. Oh, that's dope. Whoa. Jacob and company made it. It's a million bucks. Yeah, doesn't fucking surprise me. Yeah. What yeah, the that's fuck? it. Fuck. I wonder what it's like just to have fuck you money. Like that. Well, almost one Powerball. I would have been able to show you. <laughs> but I didn't come close. <laughs> Did you buy some tickets? Yeah. It's a billion dollars. I'd be so mad if somebody from Colorado won it and I didn't even try. Yeah, that fucking roulette watch of his is sick. The ball actually spins, too. Just imagine playing roulette off your fucking watch. Just... $150,000 rolls with all your friends. Be crazy. Be wild. Hopefully, you got good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Not like when we took all our aunt's money, huh? Yeah. But, I mean, we gave it back to so We're good friends. Yeah, we just threw out that whole, like, threw out that whole paper. We, we were cracking his shit, though. We, 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 we yeah, we did start again. a tab for him, huh? Yeah. We don't, we condone gambling on this podcast, but we're not professional gamblers, so don't listen to what we say. Been back on a poker like wave. Me too. I have cable now, so I get watching the poker network. Poker. Oh yeah, it's good. It's fucking great. I was listening to uh, the Granu's podcast. Yeah, it's called Dat Dat Poker Podcast or something like that. He does it with two other guys, and it's you, basically just their initials. Have you watched any of his uh, vlogs lately or nah? 
No, I got caught up on the podcast. Basically, that he's in that the WSOP Europe right now. Yeah, he's doing all those daily. But vlogs. yeah, they were, what got me listening to their podcast was they broke down that hand on the uh, the Hustler Live, the one with the chick that, that we, we talked about, about a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, I didn't know how controversial that was in the poker world. Really? Yeah, it's big. Like really? so many people are like, yeah, don't want her to play now and shit. Yeah, like she got accused of cheating, and then Hustler went back and like watched the live stream, and like was they're doing like a they were doing a thorough investigation, and some dude that's pretty high up in their like production with any with their like their whole like stream production. Uh-huh. So he's touched the cards, he touches like helps with the production, all of that, like. When everybody is away from the table, this dude, like, walks up and takes, like, $1,500 worth of chips, like, out of her stack and then walks away. What? Who did? Yeah, some dude in their, like, production. Oh, the production guy. Yeah. But he's, like, pretty high up in their production. Like, he's touched, like, he deals with all the cards, like, pre, pre-game, like, or pre, like, yeah. What? So they're like, there's that speculation. Like, there's people saying like she just doesn't know what the fuck she's doing, and then that's why the hand looks so bad. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and then so but like, why are you there's in another a big cash game like that if you don't know what the well, fuck so you're doing? There's a dude at the table who basically like is like one of her friends, uh-huh. and he so Garrett gets his money back. He leaves the table after the hand. He leaves the table. He goes and stands. She leaves the table. Basically, she ends up giving him back what she won from him. Hey, you told me that. Yeah, I right? remember that. Yeah. So, and then the dude at the table that's her friend starts harassing Garrett, like calling him a bitch and saying like, what yeah. The fuck? So then like it makes it real suspicious because then it's like they're saying like, so maybe she, they, maybe she had somebody working together with her. He peeked her cards, basically said like, doesn't have anything like was signaling to her. That's yeah. one conspiracy conspiracy for cheating. That, that's another like that they have like yeah. So what did Negroni and all them say? They said there's really no like definite like answer which way you could go with it. Like you, you can't say like she's a hundred percent cheating and there's no like because you don't have the full evidence, and you also can't say like she's a hundred percent with the evidence that has been provided with the dude taking the chips off the table and yeah other stuff like you can't really like say she's not cheating hmm. that's crazy oh and then the dude that so she's married to some lawyer dude i guess out in cali uh-huh. and then she uh her and the dude that she was at the table with that's like her friend yeah we're seen at where they were caught on tv at a vegas game at a raiders game together like being like intimate close and he's married too Oh, shit. Yeah, so I guess people are on, like, Twitter, like, basically what? reaching out to the dude's, like, wife, like, Saying, look hey, at this, yeah, like, look at that, look what's going on, like, yeah. Not, if she's cheating on her husband, she's definitely that's cheating exactly what. Poker. That's exactly what Negroni said. <laughs> Not in those words, but he basically said the same thing. He goes, you can't say, like, he goes, if she's cheating in this, he goes, there's nothing that'll stop her from cheating in a Yeah, cash what the game. fuck? Yeah. Damn. She ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I guess, right? I guess, I don't know. All right. That's crazy. That's what I said. Interesting. It was interesting. Yeah, I want to play. We should get a poker game going. This weekend? We have Friendsgiving. Fuck. I don't know if we're going to go. 
Events? Yes. Like, fuck, man. How are you going to have events during the holiday season? That, and next, next week's already Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm shook. That's what we did it the week before. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'll get back to you on that one for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, what do we got? Nothing. <laughs> what a fucked up weekend, huh? For the Broncos. Yeah. Kind of a weird weekend for the Avs. Because mm. they went. Let's start with them. Um, yeah, they split 1 1. Yeah, but it wasn't the 1 1 that we thought. It was. I said undefeated. Di- did you? Yeah. I thought you said 1 1. Because you were like, oh, you think they stole the one from Carolina. Yeah, which they did. And they stole that one. And then Bennington fucking stood on his head. He stood on his head, but. Once again, it's the lack of defensive production. Yeah, but he's, he stood on his head. No, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, I mean, he made I mean, some saves in that. He had, what, what would you say, six or seven where you were just like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd say about six or seven. But And they they peppered him with shots. I mean, mm-hmm. they were there. And Yorgiev got peppered with shots as well, and he held his own, mm-hmm. truly, I think. Because he had 39 saves, I think I saw. I forgot off the top of my head. Yeah, and... I think Gorgiev had like, or yeah, Bennington had like 42, I think it was. Yeah, Bennington was in the 40s. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you could, like. 45 saves for Bennington. So that means he's faced seven shots on goal because we had two goals. And then Yorgiev uh, had 36 saves and saw 39 shots. Can't ask for much more from your goalie, really. Um, and once again, it's another 30-plus shot game with the defense is allowed. Mm-hmm. I understand we're banged up. Um, so I'm going to kind of actually give the guys a pass. And I want to start off by saying I think the St. Louis loss only looks worse because you literally beat Carolina two days before And you played, that. like, perfect defense. And you played per- a perfect hockey game. Yeah. You know, that looked like, the, the from what I thought, I didn't catch the third period. Was it third? Yeah, it was the third period. Um, but the first two periods I watched, it looked like we were in the playoffs again. No, yeah. Like, fast skating. Mm-hmm. Just everybody was on it. Um, that was the game that Kale was on hat trick watch, I believe. Yeah, he had the two. He had the two. Uh, and, yeah, that looked more like the all-around abs that we know. Mm-hmm. And then St. Louis happened. So, I think that's what made the St. Louis loss look worse. And you kind of, like, discredit Bennington a little bit. Um, not sure why he has such hard feelings, you know, towards the avalanche. Oh, wait, yes, I do. Uh, uh, so I think I can kind of give them a little bit of slack Mm. on that end. And we are very banged up right now. And that is, that's more concerning than how we're playing truly. Cause. Oh yeah. Cause you got guys out for day to day watch, month to month watch guys like going on to LTIR and yeah, I believe, uh, McDermott just got placed on LTIR for like a month. Uh, the only, the only reason that's, um, they ended up putting Landy on it. Comes off the cap, right? It comes off the cap, and you get a roster spot. And he was gonna he's not going to be back for another month anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see a tweet from, I think it was Dater. Uh, they was kind of looking at getting him back like middle of December, mm. which is way earlier than what You think that's too soon? I don't know. When did you have the surgery? Let's see. We're in November. He season had it started, before the start of the season. Season started in October. October or like last week of August mm-hmm. or September I mean yeah 
August, September, October, or we'll just say September, October, November. That's pretty soon, man. And I'm assuming because he had just the scopes done before the cup run, it was just those scope surgeries, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming this one was and that took him a full week cut open. Yeah, uh, I would. Yeah, that's pretty. If a scope's four to six, then you'd expect the cut like four to six months. The scope, or even like six to eight months. For no. S- oh, for the surgery, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actual, I would say four to eight. And, and four, four is eight. like... And that's like, you gotta be fucking... But then again, these dudes are prime fucking athletes with the best medical... Staff and... Staff. And also, See, they don't have to like... I bet you like he comes off LTIR middle December, but he doesn't play or even like start... When he comes off LTIR, I bet you start skating individually. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't participate for like two weeks, I'd say. And then, like, middle of January is where he That's probably what I was say. buys his return. I think, I think late January. When's the All-Star break? Do they do theirs in February? Uh, I think it's Jan... Do they um, do theirs January or February? Because like, it's right after the NBA, right? Yeah, they're they're fairly close. It is February because they only have 10 games in February. So, it looks like All-Star break is... Yeah, it's the last few days of January and the first week of February. So I bet you he comes back right then. Post break, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I think he he comes off LTIR probably started January. Mm. Skates on his own, does that whole thing. They go on break. Yeah. If they can get him in one game before the break, they try it then. That way he gets the whole week off. Yeah, to kind of recover and Mm -hmm. see how his body does from it. But and then like expect a lot of load management with him, or even in January, that'd be a perfect time to get him in because you only got the ten games. February, you have ten games. Or February, yeah. Post All Star break. First game of that month is the seventh. What do you have in January? How many games? Sixteen, a full slate. Full sixteen. Yeah, 17. because All Star break isn't until the twenty ninth or thirtieth. I think it's the thirtieth. Is when it starts. Yeah, I think you you probably. Plan to see him probably post All Star break. That's what I think too. Which is and probably the, the sh- best decision with a shit ton of load management. But come playoffs, I bet you we don't see a scenario where like he takes practices off like he did last year. Yeah, even if you, he does, I, it's just. I mean, even if he does, it's not a big deal. But I bet you it's one of those where it's like a full, full go. Like he's yeah, ready to go. You play, yeah. And then you got Val. What's that looking like? He's on LTIR as mm-hmm. well. Um, I'm trying to pull up the full injury report because it's a laundry list. And then you have Bo, who is still week to week. I saw that yesterday, yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still week to week, and there really hasn't been like any report on that either, which is kind of concerning because it's like uh, knowing his uh, not even like the injury history, but it's just like well, at first it was sounded like Bo's injury wasn't serious, and it's like is it more serious than what we thought, or yeah. like what are we what are we doing? Let's see. I have to sneeze, I think. Can't tell. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, today is November 15th. Sammy G is now day-to-day, which is good because he was week-to-week there for a little mm-hmm. bit. Bo is still out week-to-week with a lower body. McDermott, uh, 46 with a lower body. And Gabe, LTIR. And that's it for now. So, so oh, uh, 
The kid Shane Bowers is on LTIR as well. Oh, I know. In his debut. In his debut, yeah. Was it off of a hit? Did you see that? I didn't see it. Me either. I guess that's just what happens when you play a physical sport. And then when you don't have the offseason that you're normally used to having, you know, you go deep into the playoffs, you make the cup run, and then your body start come to the start of the next season is uh, just not ready for it. Sorry, I was trying to pull up the LTIR list. No, you're good. But yes, I agree. Because I think that's what all these are coming for. I would rather have these injuries now than later on in the then season. Then later, yeah. I and mean, it's sure. exactly what we ran into last year. But I think hearing some media here say, like, it's not about what seed. You just got to get to the playoffs. Then mm-hmm. you can kind of roll everybody. That's, I mean, like you and like <laughs> you said, you brought up a good point of, you know, you didn't win. You didn't clinch a single series here. Yeah. But the games that you had here, you dominated more than anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you went undefeated on the road until game five. Or four, four against Tampa, but I, or game, it was game three. It was three, because then you uh, won. Because f- game four was the Kadri controversial goal, controversial goal. You know, went up three one. That's right. And then they beat you here game five, and then you beat them game six there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean home crap. I mean just sleeping in your own bed. All just all the little shit that nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable with that. So for the full. Injury report, McDermott, like we said, lower body, four to six. But they didn't place him on long-term IR, which is kind of weird because I think I'll explain the LTIR here in a second, but I think it's only a month. Shane Bowers is on IR with upper body. Uh, Sammy G did a day. Bo, lower body week to week. Val, ankle. November 8th is when it was announced that he had that ankle surgery. That's Mm -hmm. huge for me because your ankle mobility in hockey is nuts. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't expect, honestly, they – I would think the same thing as Gabe. Like post-all-star break break type of deal. Maybe even later because he had the surgery later, obviously. Mm -hmm. Then again, it might have just been a scope or, you know, whatever. Yeah, because they don't disclose. No. Hockey's so, like... Weird. I I, I do like that, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gabe IR. And Darren Helm IR with with his hip as well. I forgot about that. He hasn't even played. No, he hasn't even played and he had hip surgery. Yeah, he started the seat. Wow. Yeah. So long-term injury reserve list in hockey. If a player has an injury that will prevent him from playing at least 10 10 NHL games and 24 days in the NHL season, the team may place him on LTIR, which can be used to exceed the salary cap and extend a roster spot. So there you go. 10 games, 24 days, whatever. Whatever you want to call it. Either or. And it gives them three roster spots open? Yeah. Because that's what they have on there, right? And that's what that's for. I mean, yeah. you want to keep those guys on your roster and keep it shorthanded, but, I mean, if it is to the point where it's just like, fuck it, let's bring some guys up because we're short mm-hmm. staff like we are, you know, you kind of do that. So, so yeah, weird kind of weekend from them, but they went one and one. We'll get into their preview Thursday, so that's kind of the recap for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense looked better against Carolina, like we said, and then you have a goalie who stands on his head, which just seems like the story of the year from last year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing too concerning besides the injuries, but I mean those guys will get back and healthy eventually. It's not like they're done for the year, yeah, you which is long. good. You haven't had any season-ending injuries because I mean that can very well happen any night of the week. Yeah, you know you don't see. I feel like you don't see it in hockey as often, but it's definitely possible. Um, you have you have that that's on your side, so that's that's. And good I think you don't see it a lot either because 
the season so long. So mm-hmm. any sur- or any like injury within the first two months of the season, you know, you're good. most likely coming back yeah. from. Yeah, and you don't see a lot of torn ligaments. I feel like because there's no planting. Yeah, it's all just it's it's weird. It's agility work without like finesse. Yeah, the only thing I could think of is probably your groins. Hips, Gro- goalie groins actually get torn pretty frequent. Yeah. Hips. Your hip flexors and stuff. Uh, I mean, Darren Helms, a doctor, is what he had surgery on. So, I mean. Makes sense. But that's your groin, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there you go. I don't know. We're no fucking doctors, so it's not like it matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, man, I did a year of physical therapy. <laughs> Failed a couple classes, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was still there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for those guys. We'll get into their preview on Thursday. Mm-hmm. God damn it! I feel like there was something I was gonna say. I don't know. Oh well, looks like Kale's heating up, which is good. So, want to go to the other side of the sack, sir? Yeah. We'll save the depressing part of the show for last. Mm-hmm. You could you could lead this one because I'm uh I'm slacking on my Nuggets, man. You're, you'd be pretty disappointed in me. Well, they have last week three, no two, from the last time we recorded. Yep. Was it three or two? I believe it was two, but I could be completely fucking wrong because, like I said, I've slacked. And they have some remember. big injury news today as well. Yeah, which is weird. Not, in, I mean, it's on the injury report because it has to it be, has but to be, it's yeah. not injury. I know they go tomorrow. That's the Broncos. To the, it's not the Nuggets. I got them. Oh, no, this was the big road trip that we had. So it was only two. It was uh, oh, yeah, it was Boston the, the and finishing. And it was the finishing of the road trip. Yeah. Four game. That's right. Uh, and they go to, I mean, we'll just say it because, I mean, they go tomorrow against the Knicks, and I'm just gonna come out and say that I think that's a win even with who you're missing. Yeah, you're at home. Yeah, Knicks on. Yeah, Knicks play so, tonight. So go ahead, real quick. But yeah, so they played against Boston, started off good, and then Bones yeah. not being a part of that second unit just fucking kills it. It really does. Yeah, it does. It see you see how big of. How much energy, like how, what he brings what to he that brings. Yeah. to that second unit? Even like I said, I've been slacking. I didn't really watch. Yeah, um, I watched a, like a quarter and a half of the Celtics game because I was really intrigued, but we were getting blown out by then. Yeah, so I lost interest. Even though I mean, that's kind of I cut the unfaithful. first. What, I cut the first quarter and then half of the second, and then you met Alyssa and Mariah for dinner. Okay. And by that point, it was already like it was done. I, I could was already see race. the I could already see the writing on the wall that was going to happen. They had race. good runs to get like close within nine within yeah. single digits, but yeah. Boston's that team where they I could see them coming out of the East again. And it just yeah, it just showed what the it showed the Nuggets what they have to work on. I was uh, yeah. Let's remember that because everybody's yep. like tooting their horn and they're just like oh yeah the nuggets are coming out of the west kind of just like Let, blowing their heads up let's get into the bulls like. real quick because i really really want to <clears throat> pick your brain on that the bulls one yeah i don't know they just came out ready it was kind it was, of expected, it, it was right? a nuggets bounce back in. Yeah, yeah it was whenever they have a disappointing performance they come out the next game and they just they looked very they played a lot of very disciplined basketball i think yeah because i caught was, about two quarters of that and Jokic was super like Super Jokic? <laughs> Vintage? Mm, no. He wasn't MVP Jokic. He was pre-bubble Jokic. He was just passing. and That was worked. MPJ's best game. He had... Jokic only attempted four shots. Wow. On the night. Yeah. He had well, eight points, 14 assists, and six rebounds. 
And then, yeah, MPJ had his best game of his career. 31. In my opinion, yeah. Yeah, and he wasn't missing. No, he hasn't. 11 been. for 16 from the field. Yeah. Um, Malone, 66% from three. And then Malone finally, like, you know, he gave him his praise. He only had one Post board, game. which is kind of weird. Because MPJ does get boards even if he has a hot hand. Yeah, I think defensively he was just not needed down there either. It was just yeah, but I feel like MPJ gets a lot of no. Yeah, he crashes that. No, yeah, he crashes down. That he literally just fall right into his lap. I yeah. feel like most of the time. So that's kind of weird. A lot of it was his transition game has been really good too. So if he might just be looking out to run, especially when he has a hot hand like that. Which so you can go get thirty one for us. Go so get it. So stepdad Malone finally gave the stepchild praise, huh? Uh, what do you say? You didn't listen. No, I did not. Oh, it was actually really good. Really? Yeah, it proves he's not his stepchild. <laughs> but you know, Malone's a bad guy. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. If not, go ahead and pull it up. It's on the uh, Nuggets Twitter. At least I thought it was there. They tweet a lot. Was it about him talking about defense? Yeah. Like as of it was like today, right? Mm. Said eight hours ago. Denver Sports posted it. Maybe they posted it eight hours ago. Think. Yeah. It's been it's it's been a big talk. Get back in the gym after a successful road trip. What is it? What is it that you're emphasizing? You're cleaning up. What is it? Well, I, I think it's always just trying to, you know, no, this is, this is a different one. Yeah. yeah, I can't find it. When was that game? That was last Wednesday. Yeah, maybe the Nuggets didn't share it. Let me see. Dun, dun, dun. Ants Fucking this need This is when you. we need you uh, It had to have just been a few days ago right Yeah yep. What game was that Chicago It was Chicago yeah Let's See if I can just find his press conference from that here we go. Back from how we played in Boston. You know what I mean? Like, I think to a man, we all knew that uh, we it? didn't play up to our standards. Um, and you never want to be talking about effort after a game. Granted, long road trip, tired, all the other things. But uh, to bounce back and to uh, never trail in a game, to get up by as many as 28 points, and to get contributions from so many people. Um, and, and, and lastly, Mike, to, to, to finish up a, a road trip three and one. You know, that's a hell of a road trip for us, and um, you know, we only gave up 103 points. Did a great job defending the three. Um, I was really proud of our guys tonight to to find a way to gut this one out, uh, and to do it playing our brand of basketball. You mentioned bounce back. Uh, the night Mike had 31, six of six of nine from there three. Go. Good defense on, on both ends. Yeah. Uh, I guess it only is on one end, but uh, uh, no. He was uh, to your point, man. I was uh, I was proud of Michael. You know, usually I get Michael out early and I, I bring him back. And, uh, you know, he was shooting it so well and had a rhythm going. Um, I just flipped him and Jamal. Um, you know, so 31 points for him. He only had one rebound, but he had some defensive possessions 
where he wasn't even involved on the ball, but his, his weak side awareness, his low man awareness, his multiple effort within that, uh, I thought was tremendous. So um, I've said this a lot this season. You know, I can tell that Michael is ma truly making a concerted effort on the defensive end. He's trying. He's aware of it. And this is the best effort, most consistent effort I've ever seen him give. Uh, I'm very, very proud of him for, uh, for doing so. Wow. Wow. I told you. Who paid Malone to say that? He's been doing it all season. He said who, that himself. Who paid Michael Malone to say that? Huh? He just said it himself. He's been doing it all season. You know what's funny is now the listeners know him right too. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I told you he's been doing it all season. <laughs> well, fuck. Finally, I mean, get the kid his fucking flowers, Mike. Jesus Christ. You know, like I said, you've been treating him like the stepchild. But whatever, teach their own. Everybody has their own coaching methods. It's working. I, yeah, it's working. I mean, he's obviously getting the most out of the kid, finally. Yeah. That could also be fucking Porter saying, I just got paid to rookie max, and I need to get my head out of my ass. So who are you mad at now, Malone or Porter? I'm not mad Porter at anybody. Now? Yeah, no, you just told me he's to get his head out of his ass. Man just drops 31 points. That was, I'm saying he had those thoughts before the year, dick. He was coming off an injury, guy. Come on. Boo-hoo. Get over it. You're getting paid $175 million. What what is what was the controversial? Th I'm just gonna start saying controversial shit. Shut up and dribble, isn't that what that lady told LeBron a couple years ago? Yeah. Uh, but no, that's cool. Good. It's good to see Malone give him his flowers and recognize what he has talent wise. Finally, and not be a subpar coach. Uh, but let's go back to the Boston game because you said the Nuggets figured out what they need to work on. And, I mean, if you want to call that a potential finals preview, there you go. That's kind of a reach in my opinion. But, I mean, hey, you never know what can happen. Um, I think Boston comes out of the East as well. There's uh, Milwaukee hasn't done anything this year so far. That brings me to, like, them being the powerhouse they usually are. Um, they, but they are always kind of that East sleeper team ever since they won the finals, I feel like. For some reason. I just think they have Giannis. They don't. They, they he, don't get a lot of recognition. Well, they got Giannis, and he's in a position where a lot of guys and a lot of teams in the East can't really compete. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So that could be a potential finals matchup, and they got routed. They got outplayed, and but you also played in the hostile environment mm -hmm. at TD. Uh, Boston is off of a finals, um, series. They lost. Obviously, they have some vengeance they want to go get. That's a very young, disciplined team. I know they're going through their coaching issues, but that for as young as that team is, they're very disciplined. They're very talented. They work well together. So, are they young though? Or are we just saying that? Well, how old is JT? I mean, he already played in an Eastern Conference Final. Well before this one, two years ago, not. So it was before the bubble, bubble year. Well, it was before the bubble. Yeah, it was before. It was when LeBron was still in the East with the Cavs. Really? Yeah. God, I thought he was younger than that. Um, no, they they got a him and is Jaylen he like Brown uh, like Devin Booker's age? A little bit. Yeah, I think he's pretty close to that same. So age. eighth year or something like that. So Jalen Brown is twenty six. Marcus Smart is twenty five. I think. Marcus Smart's twenty eight. And then where's Jason Tatum at? Where do you go? Jason Tatum's twenty four. Twenty four. So Jason Tatum's very young. 
vet like Al Horford, Blake Griffin. He's been in the uh, league since Malcolm Brogdon's pretty old, twenty nine. So I guess just the the front the two guards that they got in Jalen Brown and JT are pretty young. Everybody else is pretty experienced. Jason Tatum's been in the league since twenty seventeen. No, I know, but I mean that's still young. He's twenty four years old. I'm I'm talking young, literal young, not from like an experience standpoint. Yeah. Because I still feel like that plays a factor. Unless you are just a very good learner, you can pick shit up very quickly. I mean, when you're going into your... Fifth. You're playing in your sixth season. Sixth. Right there now. Like... Yeah, that's... Yeah, but and you've already to be And that, you've already played in an Eastern Conference Final. No, I understand Where you matched that. up against LeBron and you almost beat him when you had Kyrie with you. No, I, I get that, but what I'm saying No, that was the year Kyrie is, got hurt, but yeah. What I'm saying is like... He's still 24 years old. He's mentally young. And so for him to come into the league, go go to an Eastern Conference Final and soak everything up that he got from that, take it into the East Finals last year and get to the Finals, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's very impressive, and he's still young is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know what? if you're trying to just, like, I don't know where you're going with this. I don't know if you're just trying to say, like, because you keep, I, I feel like you're using young as like the team's young, and that's why you don't expect them to like. Well, your two-headed horses and Jalen Brown and JT. Yeah, they're, and they're, the, they're their young. most consistent players on the court, though. Is those two guys? No, I know. And yeah, I was just saying like they're young. That's all I was saying. Yeah, maybe it's literally before this. this point. Like when I just said you have a young team like that, who is dominating the way they are. We were talking about what the Nuggets can learn off of that. Yeah. But I don't know what you're saying about young with the Celtics. It, it, to me, it feels like you're coming off as like a negative. No, 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 no. To them, because then you said like, you, you, you don't see him coming out the East. I mean, you do see him coming out the East. But I just said they're a young powerhouse team. I didn't realize yeah. that they had older vets on their team that were older than what I thought. Like I didn't know Marcus. Yeah, Smart they're, was they're pretty well. I thought Marcus team. Smart was like twenty five, twenty six. No, oh, yeah. That's all I was trying to say. Okay. I wasn't trying to say it as a negative. It might have came off that way, and if it yeah. did, my bad. Maybe that's so. where I'm just taking it in wrong. But anyway, back to the Nuggets. Anyway, so what what did you see that they they lack as of right now? For that game? If you're comparing yeah. them to, like, the Celtics? Yeah, for sure. That the Celtics got it done on both sides of the court. Like, okay. their stars did. Okay. Jason Tatum could play defense, and then he'll still go drop 25, 30 points. For sure. And I think that's where the look of... With MPJ seeing it like firsthand in game, where he gets in foul trouble and he can't help produce because he got had three fouls pretty quick, mm-hmm. and Malone can't play you when you got three fouls, right? Because you get your fourth and then your your minutes just continue to go down. Mm-hmm. And when you see a, a guy who's around the same age as you go out there, he plays good defense and he still helps offensively. Like he's just a full, well-rounded player. So I think it's just more players' perspective, like what they need to do. Like Jokic too, like he sees like, well, if that's the star of the team, he, he gets it done on both sides of the court. I think that as a team whole, like that Boston Boston Celtics team was in the finals last year because they get it done on both sides of the court. They don't like have no mental lapses. They don't just like sit and watch. And right now they don't even have a, a coach. coach, you yeah. know? They're playing with a new coach that they don't really know. So – I think it's just a, an experience of just seeing it like firsthand. I don't, like, if that makes sense. No. Yeah. Okay. Like just being up front and center with it. Like, you think that's the only thing? 
Besides obvious like playoff experience, yeah, this big four doesn't have playoff experience together. I think just yeah, just seeing it like that's you seeing have a, no, a championship. Level you have team a no like goal. Firsthand. Yeah, you have a new like bar set now. Yeah, because you're second in the West right now. Right, like, you beat Golden State. I don't think Portland's run at first is going to last either. No, they'll that'll, fall off. The, off. the Jazz are starting to drop off already. Yeah. Like, You'll see the NBA start to level out. The teams that are going to be good going to yeah. slowly move up. The teams that are going to be bad are going to drop. Like, yeah. Just the start to the season is always weird. It's time to make us some money. I really Once want you start NBA. watching NBA. I will. Once I get my TV down here. <laughs> Give me like a week or two. Uh, yeah, okay. I like that. That's a good analysis. But it's nice to know that that's the only thing that they're lacking. No, yeah, they just have, you know, men- they have mental they have, lapses. Yeah, they have the big three-point shooter in MPJ, who it looks like he's really not going to fall off for a while, mm-hmm. if at all. And if he does, I could see MPJ slide only being like four or five games and then him turning it back on. I don't think it's kind of like a halfway through the year he has a bad stretch of like two or three, and then from there it just really goes downhill. I don't think he's that type of player. So you, you have your three-point shooter that we've been asking for for how long? Coming into his own shoes, you finally. Multiple, too. Yeah, you do. You can, I mean, and even like the little one, like the little shit, like, like I said, KCP can go get you five three-point shots on a random mm-hmm. night, too. Um, Jamal is starting to find a shot. You have Aaron Gordon in, in the bot in the pocket, and Jesus Christ, on the block. Bit remix in the, on the block, and he, you can tell that he's the fourth scorer now, but he's the good fourth scorer, mm-hmm. you know? Jokic still playing like Jokic, and a bench that is maturing, I think, is a good word for that. I know our bench is almost all fairly new, but with Bones being the the leader of that, it's causing him to mature faster than what he has to. And then I think having those vets still, like they're not performing all that great with like Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan, but the presence having there. the presence and the knowledge that they carry with a young bench, like. Yeah. It helps having Bruce Brown being able to come off the bench. Yeah, but remember Jeff Green was your number two, your number seven guy last year. You know. Yeah, having to play like your three. Yeah. yeah. So, and but keep going, Bruce Brown. But yeah, having Bruce Brown and those guys too, like you have a, like you have a young bench, but you're still like, you still have pretty, a pretty strong like Vet presence. veteran presence, and like you got guys that can step up and fill in the starting role. Like yep. Bruce Brown can come off the bench and he could be he could be your one, two, or three. Yep. And give you quality minutes at that spot yep. on both sides of the court. I think the only position we lack is DeAndre Jordan. The center position again. Yeah. But DeAndre could have that weird stretch of games where like say like for like this will be a good test with Jokic being in health and safety. Yeah, seeing what he could do. Uh, we'll see what DeAndre Jordan can do. Because I would and, assume he starts, right? Uh I mean what do you think? I mean, they could always. Or do you think Malone just goes small off the rip with like Christian Brown or something? Uh, they could go small and start Jeff Green instead of DeAndre. Could, could. Or you could do. I don't see Zeke Naji playing over. Getting those starting minutes over DeAndre either. I think that's probably the only other way you'd go. Zeke or Jeff? It is yeah. You'd probably go Jeff or DJ. I don't see Zeke getting starting minutes yet. Well, DJ was is probably gonna get some hefty, healthy minutes, so oh, yeah. we'll see what it looks like. Um, but yeah, that's it's good that like you like going back to what I said. That's all that you're lacking essentially from the looks of it. 
Because, I mean, like you said, you beat Golden State, and you beat them by outshooting them, and I feel like in crunch time is when you really locked it up and, and clamped them. Boston clamps you up from first tip to final buzzer, I feel like. Yeah, they played quality defense all the way through. And that that's what gave and them a they chance make in you, the finals last year. And they make Golden you State. earn your earn every possession. Yeah, and that's what gave them a chance last year, I feel like. So we'll get into their upcoming on Thursday then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh bones Injuries? and he- yeah, bones and health and safety. Aaron Gordon questionable or was is he downgraded to out yet? He's tomorrow? questionable. Questionable still with a yeah. calf. You is that what I saw? Something with his leg, some lower no, body. Illness, too. Really? Uh, Ish Smith is calf. He's out. Ish Smith is calf. But AG's not in health and safety, right? No, it's just a non-COVID illness. Okay. Well, yeah, non-COVID illness. Probably which like is flu. Yeah, there's a bug going around for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, him and Bones wait. is doubtful. He's day-to-day, but he's doubtful. They're probably just waiting on that. He upgraded test. to doubtful, too. For Wednesday night. And then Aaron Aaron Gordon's... Questionable. Yeah, just questionable. So you're not going to see Jokic for 10 days minimum? Uh, which is a handful of games. I don't know how it works. I don't know how the... The new health and safety works? Yeah, because they didn't say COVID. Like, Bones Highland says COVID-related. But Jokic didn't. It just said health and safety. But Bones didn't say COVID-related off the rip either. Yeah, so... They had to wait for that. Uh, they were saying on the fan that it has to do with some, like, HIPAA laws now because they don't have an actual, like, COVID protocol. Like, if a team wanted, like, they don't have to report it if they don't want to. Oh, okay. There you go. So. Um, but, I mean, we'll see what these nuggets are made of with a tough stretch of upcoming games. It's a good thing it's not injury injury. It's just some sort of bug, obviously. I'm glad it's early in the season, too, because they'll be able to see... This will help when Jokic has to go out in in games. Yeah, and how Malone wants when he to takes adjust. his when he takes his little, you know, breathers. You know, what is it? He sits the whole start of the second. Yeah. So half of the second quarter, you'll be able to play better basketball. Hopefully, coming out of hopefully. this stretch. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see that. Okay, let's move on to. Uh, I don't even want to talk. You don't want to talk about him. You can. No, I know. We we have to. <laughs> I just don't want to. <sighs> what kind of debacle did we watch on Sunday? Offensive one. Okay. It's pretty simple. Why does I mean, well, yeah? Why does Nathaniel Hackett keep saying we're evaluating everything? I evaluate myself the most. Uh, we're going to get on the same page here soon. It's going to click here soon. What? Why? And, and you know what? Before we start this conversation, we still have to consider we've only seen eight games from the Russell Wilson era. Mm-hmm. So before we get into this whole thing i'm tired of go draft i've seen i've saw a tweet after that game that said no, yeah i seen it let's go draft a quarterback or if we look what quarterbacks would be available or something yeah yeah um i'm not back on the fire hackett train and i think i'm not because i don't want to be but i still see a scenario where his job is on the line week to week 
he keeps losing like this, he could be gone before the year. You never know. Um, but I think Russell looked more competent. Fine. Yeah. I think Russell looked fine. He looked better. He ran a little bit better. Um, he made some reads better. There wasn't any, there might've been one, maybe two plays where it was like, oh my God, he had X, Y, and Z wide open. Um, <clears throat> I've heard some p- complaints of him holding on to the ball too long. And I want to start off by saying when your quarterback drops back 42 times and he gets hit slash pressured, no hit, he was actually, hit 18 times, 18 times, that's an issue. I think a big root of this that I kind of, in in my emotion, when you texted me, I said, you can't use this as an excuse anymore. But that was just because I was Mm -hmm. frustrated with the game. You're on your third string left tackle, your third string center, Mm -hmm. your third string right tackle. Your number one wide receiver went out first play of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Your number two wide receiver tore his ACL in training camp. So, and, and... that's kind of weird because you're one a just go based off of this what's going on in the season right now yeah tim patrick's injury has no effect on so Cortland turned into your your number one after kind of getting downgraded to the two yeah and then you Uh, had yeah go ahead what kendall hinton jalen virgil Mm -hmm. and tyree cleveland Mm -hmm. and greg dolce and then greg dolce who was pretty absent that game yeah they they covered him very well they, get they a took Tennessee game plan around him. Once very Judy well. went out, yeah, they took Dulcich away. Yeah, um, immediately. Yeah, and you know, like I said, the worst part of that Judy plays. It looked like it really could have been six. No, yeah, it looked like it was open. Game. He, had, it was. They got the matchup they wanted. It Derek, looked like he was on a linebacker. Mom, Greg, Derek, and Danny went. Yeah, Derek texted and was like, "Dude, he was. If he doesn't slip and do whatever, he was." Wide open. No, yeah, he has the linebacker going to the middle of the field, and he yeah. when he broke to the outside, if he keeps yeah. his feet, it's a, probably a touchdown. Uh, anyway, um, Justin Simmons did not play, so your number one safety's out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your you could honestly debate your one B in Caden Stearns is still hurt. Yeah, he's on. I think he's on IR. Yeah, I think his. I think they determined his was almost season ending. It is, I believe. His hip. Yeah, so. I believe it is. Um, but you didn't have bad play from K1 and K Jack and PJ. Yeah. You had a lot of missed tackles, is what I didn't like from those guys. Uh, K1 got hurt mid game, and it sounds like he's done for the year as well. Four weeks. Did they say four? Yeah. Okay. He's I, thought it, on. I think the last tweet I saw from Cliss about it was potential season ending, but if it's only four, that's good. Yeah. Um, I think he's getting a scope. Oof. So four to six. What else do we have? Andrew? Oh, your number one running back is hurt. Mm-hmm. You're playing with uh, a practice squad guy, a guy who shouldn't even be on the roster, and a guy you just traded for because um, your third string wide receiver who knew the playbook fairly well, almost as good as Melvin did, who's your, you know, that guy, is also hurt. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't even know where to start. Your mom tagged us in that status. Said, "What do we think of it?" I said, "I don't even know where to start." I didn't want to debate with people then. 
on whatever was going on. Injuries have a lot, a lot, a lot to do with it. I think Hackett can get a hall pass for that. I think he's going to. And he probably is going to, which, you know what? With this late into the season. I think that's okay. But you only give him eight games next year. Uh... I or think, is, or I is think, that least shorter? It's, uh, it's a weird I, I go, I've been going man. back and forth with this all day because I I texted you guys about the injuries. Yep. And I pointed it out. Yep. I think if Judy plays, when I, I reached out to uh, Cecil Lamy on Twitter during the game and I asked him, like, you think that changes Hackett's plans? The first play of the game, you could tell they were – they scripted a lot of that offense and planned for a lot of that offense to be ran around Jerry Judy, at least that pass game. Yeah. The fact that we're taking a deep shot on the first play of the game, like first play from offense. We haven't done that all year. You could tell they felt good. Based on that first play, Those that team was very confident going into and Tennessee. I think the first play goes down, it kind of just sets the whole like tone for the day. Like It did. We're going to have to come like from behind. Yeah, play from our backs, basically. Which you didn't. Which is the worst part, yeah. Which is the worst you, part. You, uh, it. We have so many like pieces that are able to make plays. From what I'm seeing, like offensively, like Jalen Virgil has that touchdown, right? Okay. Yeah. You and don't. You, you don't see him the rest of the game. You have said Jalen Virgil's name. I want to say almost every episode on this podcast, just and, to give you your flowers. Go ahead and. Then you don't see him the rest of the game. So it's like, what happens there? Like, I see Tyree Cleveland on the field. Who just got cut today, by the way. And that's probably why, maybe. Tyree got cut today. I don't know if you saw that. And that could be something where we're looking. Maybe our coaches are holding people accountable. I hope so. And they're like, this is a lower guy on the roster, but they're not going to go cut like a Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Like, you didn't make these catches. And he, even and, he, had, and, he stepped up and had a better game, too. And Tyree Cleveland was a uh, number seven. He was a seventh-round pick the year we took Jerry and KJ. We took three wide receivers. Yeah. So, to so, give context. So, then you have – that clears up a roster spot. Now we're – We'll get into we'll that, get that next week. Yeah, yeah. But then you you just – I don't see Hackett, like, if – to use an analogy, like, if you took – if you go to the grocery store and you buy these groceries, right – and you uh-huh. take them to like, you could take these groceries and you could take them to a chef. Okay. Say you take them to like Gordon Ramsay. He's going to give you a five-star fucking meal. Yep. No matter what you give him, he's going to give you the best fucking meal of your life. You could have a budget of 10 bucks. Yeah. And, and he's going to make you the, yeah, a gourmet. Yeah. Okay. But you could take those same ones to like a line cook at Chili's. Uh-huh. And you're probably not going to get the same result. And I think right now with Hackett, we have the. The line cook. The line cook. I think he has pieces that could work together, but just for some reason, he just don't know how to place everything together is what it is. He don't know how to make the the sauce drizzle on the plate to make it look nice. Yeah, I think he needs to take a step back. I think I still think he needs to hand over play calling to somebody else so he could see the big picture of the whole team, of the whole offense, opposed to looking like... I like this play. I like this play. And on top of that, like him and Russ, they're both guys that want to throw the deep ball. You can't you, have you can't have two guys that want to throw the deep ball on plays because that's all you're going <laughs> to attempt to do is throw is, the fucking deep ball, which is bad. Which and which Sunday, is what we do. 
Sunday, I think, was the most we saw that. On there third was a and two, lot of deep shots. If, if you're on, if you if the injuries do add up, you have those third string guys. Your only starters are your guards. Why not run three step drops? Why not run a quick pass game? Why not run under? Why not run under the center. ball or in yes. general? Why not just run the football? You know. So I think he knows like we're pressing. We need to score points. How do you score points quickly? Big plays, chunk plays. Yep. Let's but take a deep leads, shot. But Let's then that take leads yeah. to pressing. And I think they're pressing still. I think all the pressure that us as fans have from the previous five years of shit football, <laughs> unfortunately, is all getting fucking thrown onto their backs. Yep. And I think you see Russ looking like, oh, I know I have this check down, but the last quarterback that was here that only threw check downs. They ate him of they ate him alive. They Ooh. wanted him out the fucking door faster than he even walked through Who the door. Who has had the best passer rating in the 13 quarterbacks that we've had since Yeah, Bayern, by the way. So a lot of yeah, I just think they're pressing we're pressing because we expected it to be good and all the extra just outside noise. Yeah, with the primetime games on top of it, it just piled on more, made everything look worse. And we're only like you said, we're only Eight games into the Russ situation. When it feels like we're eight seasons. We're only nine games into the Hackett era. Era, if it is an era. Like, I mean, we gave Vic, what, three? Three full. Yeah. Advanced two full. I think you have to give Hackett one and a half. At um, least. And a lot of it is. I, I kind of want to disagree with you a little bit as far as the pieces. Jerry Judy's a playmaker from the looks of the last few games before he got hurt. Cortland Sutton was a playmaker, and now he's MIA. We thought mm. it could be a schematic issue. He had a little bit of a bounce-back game. I'll give him that. I think he's getting his confidence the back. The one-handed catch was beautiful. However the fuck he caught that, I couldn't tell you. Um, the jump ball on the sideline he had, which was a vintage Cortland Sutton catch. He also had another jump ball that was... Mm, it wasn't very well defended, but it's a 50-50 ball. That you you got to go get those. Him. Yeah. You, have, you expect him to do that? That was the early one. There was one ball that was thrown to Cortland Sutton that I haven't heard anybody talk about that really pissed me off. And it was like it. a th- five-yard out route to the sideline. He didn't get all the way to the sideline. He ended up coming back in. Uh, When you have a quarterback who doesn't make the throw one time, you gotta you have to bail him out. I understand Cortland Sutton is 6'5", 6'6", 6'4", somewhere in there. He's a big guy. Uh, the ball was thrown low. You, you still ha- you go get it. And the announcer said, if I'm Cortland Sutton, I'm upset with Russell Wilson because I'm 6'4", I'm six oh, foot, six whatever. Four and I want, I want that ball, ball at my yeah. shoulders or my chest. Well, yeah. guess what, Sunshine? It's not all fucking butterflies and rainbows. So when a quarterback doesn't give you a good ball, that's it's and still that catchable. Early. That one it's, was early. It's still a catchable ball. It was in his ch- – he didn't catch it. It was off of his bicep. Yeah. Go make the play. Go catch the ball. Like the one he did You're later an offensive in the game. captain. You're, this team looks af- up to you. Yeah. You have a young receiving core who looks up to you on the practice squad and the active roster. You were supposed to be the number one guy, even with Tim Patrick being healthy, assuming. Go make the play. And it's frustrating because you look at fucking – Juju Smith-Schuster, who before he died on the fucking football field on Sunday, 
he was Kansas City's leading wide receiver when he didn't do shit in Pittsburgh, and every thought, mm. everybody thought that was a terrible sign. He did shit in Pittsburgh. You know yeah. what I mean? Everybody thought that was a bad signing, and he yeah. was champion, ring chasing, Juju's washed, yada, yada. Well, guess what? He's going to make the plays. He's making his quarterback look good. You have fucking McCole Hardman, who makes Patrick Mahomes look good every weekend. You had, last year, Cole Beasley, who made some big-time plays. He wasn't as big of a household name as he was in, in Dallas. I'm just, I'm just saying. He makes his quarterback look good. Um, Tyreek Hill, who everybody thought when he signed to Miami, he was fucking crazy, and he should have stayed in Kansas City. He's leading the league in receiving. He's traded. about to break the re- – the, sorry, he was traded. Um, he's about to break the receiving record for most yards in a year. Uh, Gomez, I'm not saying Cortland Sutton, is, Cortland Sutton is a household name. He's a Tier 1 wide receiver. I would probably put him at tier two, which you could do with another handful of guys. Mm-hmm. But when you have Cortland Sutton, who can't make a fucking five yard out route with a, a, a weird thrown ball that all he has to do is drop down, but you have Justin Jefferson on eight, fourth and 18 in double coverage going to make a one handed catch, probably the catch of the year. There's the guys making plays, and we aren't getting that. And I don't understand why. And it seems like. They Hackett and Rust, this this uh, hierarchy of Hackett, Hackett and Rust has just lost the locker room. And it's what it's it's I, and I don't even want to say that because that's almost a reach. Yeah, that's like, no, that one's a reach. It's but it's what it feels like is what I'm saying. It just feels like, you know, I these, would I would like, say, yeah, why, why there's no but why are these guys not doing to, that for to these two your, to bail them out? You to, know what I mean? No, yeah, I'm in the same. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say they've that's, lost. That's it what I said last week. Was they probably they need to make more plays? It. And I think the play that you're talking about because it was so early in the game, and after that you had the you had the comeback where Cortland does bail Russ out on the for bad sure ball. with a one handed and then he had another one down the sideline where he goes and gets. So I think if it was if it was flipped. Like, if that was a crucial situation in the game where it's, like, your if, – if it was flipped, so say he goes and gets the, the – or the, not the, even, say those other two catches don't even happen, right? Uh-huh. I think that, that one no catch where he's kind of upset because it was short hash. Me being a wide receiver, if I know we're short hash and I'm running an out route to the sideline – I'm expecting the ball to be in one spot, especially because we're short. We're on the short side of the field. So I'm expecting you as a quarterback, even in high school, like I expect you to be able to get that ball from the short hash to the sideline with no problem. An NFL quarterback, I would expect that same thing too. Like you're in the NFL, like get the ball to the sideline. For sure. And I, I, I don't and know I, if there was pressure on the player or what. Yeah. Russ might have had a fucking clean pocket and it no, could have yeah. just been a shitty throw on so, Russ. But I think if it was, if those other two catches don't happen, I think Cortland Sutton's really magnified in that situation. Like, here's another game. You had a target. You had another drop. Yep. You have another. You you did nothing else outside of that. I think once those other two plays happen, it's like negates it almost. Yeah, okay. it's more like, well, he stepped up when he needed to. Once yep. you know, he was consistent with him. He wasn't the most productive guy on the field, but. When he was he, there. When he, yeah, he had opportunities to make plays. He made them. And to give him credit, that's the most presence he's had in the last th- three games, four games, something Let's like say that. Maybe even longer. I mean, if we can't no, remember. No, because Jerry Judy's had only like three or four good games, yeah. and that's kind of what I think our whole offense made, is so. so <laughs> it's so we, <laughs> yeah. we won't. You, you never yeah. know. Outside of Dulcich, they're like, 
and that was the, only the last three games going into this one where he was productive. Yeah. So like, I just think there's still yeah. I, I think it comes down to Hackett like needing to take a step back from the offense. I think when you think you are a master at something, you over you start to overthink, and you, you your self awareness becomes. Uh, Lackluster. Yeah, like you have no self-awareness of what you're actually doing. And you hear it in his pressers where he's like, we're this close. We're that close. If this play went, like, and I could just see, like, he's sitting there and he's like, well, if this goes this way and if I would have did this or called this play, then this would have worked. And mm-hmm. if this guy runs this route or mm-hmm. this guy don't slip or, like, how we're saying, like, if Judy doesn't do whatever the fuck happened to his ankle, like, it's a touchdown. And he's looking at it in these ways where it's like, just take a step back and see the whole thing. Like, you're having too many of these plays where it's like, if this happened and that happened, if it's just one, then it's okay. Yeah. But if you have a whole game of four to five plays, I would say more than that, where you could probably say like, if it goes this way and this, yeah. Yeah. Like, step back. The reason you have an offensive staff is to make it's, it go that way. Is and have somebody step in. Maybe somebody has a play in a different situation that they would call that's going to get you that extra yard that you needed. The extra two, you know, to get you that first down. You know, it's going to get a receiver open, stuff like that. And it's just a lot of it is he's still young too. Yep. Do you think uh, him and Russ are not butting heads like in a like they're arguing with each other, but butting heads on an offensive game plan like standpoint? No, I don't think they're butting heads at all, and I think that's what the problem is. Okay, I think what's going on is they're both such positive guys. Where Hackett gives a play, and Russ is like. Hell yeah, that could work, especially against this coverage. Like it's gonna work. Yeah. All right, so we run it. Yeah. This is the coverage. I'm hitting the deep ball because it's gonna be there. I think yeah. And then the next play, it's like Russ is like, oh, they did this. Let's do this. Yeah. And then I think that's where you where you end up seeing where we go drives where it's like the third we had third and twos in this last Tennessee game and we're throwing the ball 20 yards downfield and it's like you don't you don't need that at that moment even if they're going press like. Run something easy. Get the first. Like, any route you run on a third and two is going to get you the first down. Yep. Even if your running backs aren't getting, you know, you can't run the ball for third, for two yards. Okay. Run some short routes. Run some crossing routes. It'll get you two yards easy. And it'll be an easy pitch and catch. It'll get your confidence up. The offense will look like it's moving way more productive than any other, like, and I think they're just overreacting and going back to the pressing, and that's what it is. It's it's, it's all just one big circle of. Could you see this switch flipping like literally any given week? Like, can you see us going like for say some miracle happens, and we fucking go hang thirty five on Vegas this weekend, or even like I'll take twenty eight at this point, twenty four, and you know we beat him, and then it like but but it's a twenty four where it's like oh my god, we had. 36 minutes T.O.P. Or no, that's that's way too much. Uh, we had no, like, that's not. 36 isn't a lot. Of time of possession? Uh, last night's game for uh, Washington Eagles was 
Washington. Okay, well, there you go. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll go, like, 35. So, like, what if it looks like the Broncos had 35 T.O.P., Russ had two touchdowns, uh, Melvin and Latavius, whoever, ran one in, and, you know, McManus had the field goal, and it's a dominant 24. Russ had fucking 325 for two tutties, no picks. Uh, defense looked lackluster, and it was 17-24, and, and, but they came up on the last drive. But it's like the offense clicked. Do you see that happening at all to where – because Hackett came out this week and said any time in this year you can go on a run. I'm I have counted playoffs out for the last three weeks, but clearly the mentality in the locker room is, hey, we can go on a run any time. Do you basically? I'm asking you, do you seeing that? Do you see that happening? You've been have you ever been in a struggling offense to where it just clicks? It's really that too, whether you were playing pee wee or even high school. Clicks. Not just uh, clicks, but, but it, like you have a game where it's like, oh, this is a positive. But then it leads to like a run, is what I'm saying. No, no. So you don't. I think it's hard. I I think it's hard. I could see it happening, but I think, I think it would start with having somebody else call plays. Okay. That would be the first step, unless Hackett's like does a crucial like self evaluation, and he, him and Russ do start to like butt heads. And I'm not talking like like they needed like argue and get pissed off but where Russ says something and he's like no it's not a good time for that let's let's do this instead because right now I think it's clearly like Russ says let's do this and Hackett's like yeah we could do that and then Hackett says hey let's do this and Russ is like yeah I think that's perfect let's do this they're too buddy buddy yeah it's it's too I want Hackett to be the disciplinary parent and not the let's be best friends okay <laughs> I want Hackett to be the alright you're, you're getting C's I want A's Okay. You know? Yeah, I I like that. Yeah. Not it makes sense. Uh we're we're surviving. And once you start getting the A's, then I'll let you go hang out with your friends yeah. on a Tuesday night till ten o'clock. Yeah, then you can go yeah, to the movies or do all this extra yeah. whatever. You could go to Cabo on your bye week. You could go <laughs> across <laughs> wherever you want to go. You could take the private jet. You could yeah. go do another subway commercial. I don't fucking care what you do. Okay. Okay. Once we start winning games and we're getting these like things up, like and I think that's what Russ wanted in Seattle, and they wouldn't give him. And I think he got it here. And Hackett saying uh, early in the year it's what Russ wants really, really looks bad. It really looks bad. I think the more of the Seattle, the more I listen to the Seattle stuff, I think what started the whole controversial thing was the fact that he was a third-round pick. What do you mean? Because football players have egos, right? Right, for sure. That defense... You can't tell me they are they have some of the most egotistical people that ever came off of like a defense. Of the Legion of Boom? Yes. Yeah, Richard Sermon's probably the most egotistical football player within the decade. Cam Chancellor. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas is up there just days. yeah. Is he, he even playing? No, anymore? he got kicked out of or he got cut from whatever team he was with because he got in a fight like Baltimore. Yeah. It was and, Baltimore and he hasn't been heard of since. Yeah. Um Outside of Bobby, Bobby Wagner, Wagner was he's probably, probably the, the most one. humble one. And on him that and Russ defense. are good friends still. Yeah, they still talk. Um, he wouldn't like when Richard Sherman was trying to get all that stuff out of him for on his podcast about bashing Rush's name. Like when it comes to the LA Denver game, and he was like, "No, it's just a game against another teammate." And he goes, "Yeah, I, all those years practicing with him and him wearing the red jersey, like 
now I actually get to hit him. Like, but that's any defensive player that played with an offensive well, player, yeah. with a quarterback. They, yeah. You know, Not this to guy was a guy of Russ's caliber who yeah. you could debate as a Hall of Famer. You want to go, you want that name yeah, on the Yeah, now list. I can finally, like, yeah. duel this guy. Yeah. Um, but I think it was more that Russ was a third round pick. Yeah, he I was goes say, from keep going. He goes from nothing, right? He, he's not supposed to get the job. He wins the job. His rookie year. Wins the job, rookie year, and then they just start winning games, right? Okay. The defense gets the name, but then they win the Super Bowl, but they give Russ the credit because he's the quarterback. Okay. <clears throat> and I think that's where it starts. You got this third round guy who's, n- in their eyes, you're the third round guy that comes in. And I know these NFL players say once the season starts, this wherever you were drafted doesn't mean anything. But when <laughs> yeah. he's your quarterback and everybody yeah. is saying that's the leader of your team, you can't tell me those egos on the other side of the ball are going to fuck just, you. Yeah. Yeah. Be pissed uh-huh. off. Okay. And I think that's where it starts. And here, I don't see that going on with the players. I see guys that actually look up to Russ. He's a proven guy. Because of what he's done. And now he's here and it's like. He's did it. Like if we just listen to this guy, if we just buy into him, okay. And I think that's where you see the energy still. Like they said, Cortland gave a post game speech to everybody. Yeah, we, but like, we've had post game speeches, this but year. not we've like had... this though. Like I don't think it, it's been like this. I think by the time this year, we had already had the Von Miller situation last year, and the locker room was already divided. They never bought into Fangio at all because he wasn't connecting with the players. Like. From what it sounds so there's like, there's something working there. From then, what it sounds like, Valley. the yeah, like the vibe with the players to the coaches to Russ, like th- somehow they're getting along and it's working, but on the field it's not, and that's what they still have to figure out. Because even Brock Heward, the guy from, mm-hmm. he's a commentator for Fox. When mm-hmm. he did the Texas Kansas State game, he was on Schlereth and Evans, and he said, "I ran into a Broncos player, only Bronco player that would be at that that was at the K State." Texas game mm-hmm. was Dalton Reisner. Mm-hmm. And so I'm assuming he ran into him and he straight up asked him like, well, you have some guys from Texas though. You have, uh, or, it was, it was the offensive a, side of the ball. It was a KSU game. It was at K state. Okay. And Dalton made the, right. made the drive. Right. Him and Go his ahead. wife. But. Go ahead. So he asked him straight, like he asked the player, I don't, don't want to say it's Dalton, but we'll speculate, speculate. Yeah. It's Dalton Reisner. Yeah. And he asked him like, what's the view from the team around Russ? Like, do you guys not like him? Like, what's like basically like just trying to get him to say? And he goes, you know what? Russ is gonna say some corny things. We all understand that. He, you know, he's kind of a goofball. Like, he goes, but you know, we we like the guy. He's different than what we've had. He works hard. He's dedicated. Like, it's completely different vibe from what we've had here in the, the past. Years, yeah. So, if they're still gonna talk like, and that was an off the record conversation that. Brock obviously didn't have to bring up. Yeah. And, and he, probably wouldn't have if it was negative. Yeah. And he brings it up and says, like, yeah. Russ hasn't lost these guys on the offense. Yeah. Dalton doesn't, uh, assuming, assuming it's Dalton, right? Yeah. He doesn't have a MP3 recorder in his yeah. in his face. So, yeah. So he doesn't have to say those good he things. He can tell about the truth. Him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> what a time, huh? Because it feels like with Hackett saying it's going to click, it's almost there, it does feel like that. And like I said, Russ really played fine. Did he have a couple sacks where he yeah, – there were four sacks too long, yeah. 
Where he held yes, but Russ was notorious for that. We Why knew that when we got him. Fucking yeah. complaining about it. Now we knew that when we. I mean, it's better than fucking Teddy Bridgewater dying on the fucking field in front of us. I mean, you know, Russ is a competent quarterback and he knows what he's doing. I don't care. Look at Peyton Manning. Yes, you physically can start to be washed, but your mental smarts of you any just, sport yeah. will never just fade away. I'm not even trying to be funny unless you have like early CTE and like are starting to get memory loss, like Mm -hmm. type stuff like truly. So that's always going to be there. Russ is not a dumb quarterback. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Do you have to surround him with a good run game? Yeah. But I I could say you got to put a good defense together around him. It doesn't even have to be great. Does it have to be good? Yeah. Let's say we have that. Yeah. All those things you're laying out are for. Any quarterback. Any quarterback. Any quarterback. You, you see why the Bills haven't been able to make that jump, and it's because... Their run game their sucks. Their run game sucks. You see why... The, and now they have defensive injuries. You see why Kansas City lost to the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl? Because because they couldn't run the football. And guess who could in that Super Bowl? Yeah. Tampa Bay. I mean, it's, it's simple fucking football. So the people, like, I'm tired of people being on Russ's head. Yeah, like the he, fact that I saw a tweet within hours after that game saying, let's go draft a quarterback, I wanted to fucking erase Twitter off of my phone. Well, there I, was like it, it was, I, oh my God. I'm going to say, I, so I've listened to the fan, like, I have listened to li- No, I listened to the first two shows because I, I love Schlereth and Evans. And the Players Club. And the Players Club. Because okay. they're the players, so they have a different view than any other media in the state, in my opinion. And and true. Let's be honest. Stokely's there just for a little bit of extra cash. For with, for the fans with Zach and yeah yeah yeah. Because so, his best friend's Peyton Manning, so he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But yeah, but even those two, like, I'll listen. I listened to them today. They're semi positive. They they they're like us. They bounce back and forth. Whether heck, it needs to be fired. Whether he. Should get more time. Because nobody knows. Nobody yeah. knows. That's the weird thing about this year. And then I get to Derek Wolf and D-Mac, and it's just like, yeah, I change it. Because they're so negative, and they just don't want to, like, well. Darren McKee is never, I, I'm really going to try so, to get that fucker on the show. He was. I swear I He am. was talking today, and they, they, him and Mace were talking, and they, there was, because George Payton was seen at the Tennessee uh, Missouri game, uh-huh. and they were like, "Oh, he's probably there watching Hendon Hooker. Jesus, he's gonna Christ. draft, you know, just like." And people are speculating like that's why he was there because he's gonna get ready to draft a quarterback. He's gonna like, okay. And well, you didn't do it when Justin Fields was there. You didn't do it when Mac Jones was there. So why are you gonna well, go do it after you signed Russ? And ugh, go ahead. I, I trust Peyton enough to know like he's there, but Tennessee's whole team is pretty stacked. Missouri has some NFL caliber players that can go make plays. But Hendon Hooker, when he played against the best defense in college football, Georgia, he looked like shit. They're they're not the best defense in college football, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. The reason that Georgia's ten and is because Stenson Bennett. No, is, no, no. Their defense is fucking 
nuts. No, they're not. Their defense is like what, almost bottom tier in the league. Well, that's even better for the fucking Hendon Hooker. Why they? No, I no, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Before it. we get into a fight, yeah. go. Yes, okay. You're just trying to hop hype it up because the SEC championships coming up, and oh you don't want to get boat. No, LSU. We are going to get our backs fucking blown out yeah, against then, Georgia because they're going to go put up 45 fucking points on this, and not a single point is going to come from the defense. No, yeah, because defense isn't there to score points. It's to stop you from scoring points. Motherfucker, go. <laughs> God damn it. But, yeah, so that that's the speculation, and it's just. Why are we reaching, people? What are we reaching for? Well, and then there's really no, like, okay, so you're going to get another quarterback. Okay, you, you, you get Russ, then you draft a quarterback, so you would rather waste. The only first-round pick you have. On a, on a quarterback, and then that's say that's not uh, On a quarterback who's not going to play for five years. Yeah, because you still have to pay Russ. But say the say the guy comes in and beats out Russ, right? Well, you know what's going to happen is you still have Garrett Bowles, who's coming off of a broken leg, right? Yep. You're going to have a most likely a new guard because there's a chance that you don't re-sign Dolan Reisner. You're probably not going to. He, and uh, you know what? That guard, depending on what happens in free agency, might be a fucking rookie. Yeah, you might have to draft a guy. It might be a third-round guy that you just drafted. Because you might go then, sign a right tackle in free agency, and that guard is your first round. And then Graham Glasgow might – I think he's still under contract for next year. He might not be. but So I'm then for sure. center, you got Cush, which Hasn't has played declined. Better, who ha- he, right? he, he, he peaked in college. And, now, peaked and in then college. you have Quinn Miners – Who's still learned like still growing as a player, but looks pretty damn no, good. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, I would so say Quinn looks pretty he's, good. He's still growing. Yep. He's still learning. He's still gonna have mental lapses. Yep. And then you still have a right tackle where you have no plan for, and then you passed on that spot again because you drafted Hendon Hooker at thirty-two or not even whatever sorry, whatever, whatever you're gonna yes. draft after San Fran goes on their I'm run. Glad you have a fucking brain on your shoulders. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I just don't get it. Well, guess it's, what? It's guess what? You're lacking playmakers. Everything. So guess who? Fucking George Payton might have been looking at the receiver. Yes, who like, just runs ghost. But yeah. Well, I mean, but I'm but just it, saying, but he's he's, he's an over the top threat that's clearly healthy. He's yeah. clearly played a whole season. <sighs> that was a lot. We're just Bronco fans. Just need to stop being so like. That's why I've I've tried to like literally just not tweet after Bronco games because no, yeah, my emotions it, it, are so high. Yeah, and I need to just come back down to earth and say okay. Well, that's what I was glad like. I called my grandpa after the game was over. That was the fucking worst thing I could have done. Was he did. so upset? Oh, me and him just bitched for fucking twenty minutes straight and oh, yeah. thought we were goddamn NFL coaches. Well, that's why I was glad Haley was like, we need to go to the mall, <laughs> do my ring. So I was like, okay. Yeah, I threw my Nuggets gear on and went there. We left. It, yeah. I, I, after, like I said, after my emotions calming down, I think it's going to click. Will it happen this year? Most likely not. Could it? It's always a possibility any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, if George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett and whoever was involved before ownership change didn't see Russell Wilson panning out. And before I get into this too, this whole, we should have seen him play before we signed him to $250 million. Oh, really? Because guess what? If you didn't sign him to that extension and you only paid him what he was making in Seattle for this year, and Russ comes here and says, what the fuck did I get into? We're three and six and we're playing like this and these this is happening. 
I'm not fucking resigning here. Well, guess what? You just traded away eight players for one year of Russell Wilson, and now you're really fucked. So the crowd that said we shouldn't have paid him until afterwards is even more mentally out of this fucking galaxy. But going back to what I was originally saying, if George Payton and whoever else was involved really didn't believe in Russ, they wouldn't have traded for him. I don't think they would have. What do you mean? I don't think they would have made the trade. I'm agreeing with you. They yeah. wouldn't have made the trade for him. I if mean, they didn't feel it was a, a logical, like... I, uh, good good choice, really. If it yeah. wasn't a good choice. If it wasn't a better situation than what they could draft or, or they currently had. Because guess what? You could have went and paid Aaron Rodgers $55 million for two years. Yeah. There could have been something that they saw in Aaron Rodgers that said, we're okay. We're good. And now look how that's playing out in Green Bay. Yeah, that's a whole lot of... You know you know what I'm saying? That's a whole bunch of... So it's like, we got to work with people here. Well, I think Have I been critical of George Payton? Yes. Was I... Going back to me being upset on draft day two years ago, not taking a quarterback? Yes. But has what he's done worked out for the most part? Yes. He hasn't whiffed on a lot of stuff. There is stuff that he's missed on. Every GM's going to. And to say that he's... And so I, I kind of have to retract what I said. I believe it was two weeks ago of me really being on George Payton. I think I recorded that episode with high emotion as well, and I was kind of finding a, a, a scapegoat. Yeah. And I, you know... I, I think you just wanted to was, blow the whole thing up. Just get every, a whole new regime no i wasn't completely. even feeling like that it was it was leaning towards that for sure but i, I mean i don't really close. know what the fuck was going on in i think you head. were pretty close to just yeah blow it all up get a new gm new coach yeah. new start completely over yeah but um where was i going with this i was talking about uh, the rush trade if it wasn't a good choice we wouldn't have did it um we were talking about Hendon hooker drafting him drafting a quarterback yeah, what you can do with before. that pick uh, back to George Payton. It's like this is what I was going with it. The pieces that he's added outside, like outside of the rush trade, have been at some point. It's a small sample size for some of these guys. For other guys, it's a larger sample size. But they're all like positive impact players okay. from what I've seen. I mean, the knock when he's, like, let's go from his most recent, like, his top pick from last year, Nick Benito. People said he couldn't play the run. Played the run pretty decent against Tennessee this last game. Okay. And he was effective in the pass rush. Okay. So, like, th- that's another guy where if you get his workload up, maybe he's going to make some more plays. The guy he just traded for from, from the Jets, like, came in. And he should have had two sacks. Like, yeah. And on that first one, did he line up offsides? No. No. Uh, I don't <laughs> think he did. You texted right away and said he I was wasn't. fucking pissed when they threw that flag. I watched that. I rewinded it twice. Like, he was not his offsides. jump was super, like, I don't know. He, it, that No, that jump was a vintage, like, Super Bowl 50 Von Miller snap count. Yeah. It, like, it's so, read. That's exactly what that was. There's that. Like, P.J. Locke didn't have a terrible game outside of him and... Damari Mathis running into each other on the flea hook, flicker. On the flea flicker, which yeah. that kind of but hurt, PJ but Locke. Other than that, he strung games together before Tennessee. Yeah, he's had impactful plays. When Caden Stearns played, who was a George Payton guy too, he's made plays. 
Javante Williams, when he was healthy, he was making plays. He was on pace for another 1,000-yard season when he got hurt. Like, he made plays. Like, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, when they were together on the field, they were much better than when you have one by themselves. And when he makes that signing, everybody was like, wow, like, you got both of them? We gave him MVP when that happened. I remember yeah. It was on the test episode. We definitely thought he was only going to get one. And you got a third-round tight end in Greg Dulcich who comes in and he scores a f- touchdown in his very first game. Like Jalen Virgil scores a... Jalen Virgil is a practice <laughs> squad guy. He comes in and scores a touchdown for you. Like Oh, which, uh, to give Russ more credit, I you gave audible. me credit yeah. too. He audible into that play. Yeah. and But to give you credit too, motherfucker, we talked about a lot of cover zero the week before yeah. with and KJ that's being what out they, or whatever. That's what they went with. And that's what they went with. Yeah. So, and then after that touchdown... You saw they did have ran hardly any cover yeah. one after that. It was all yeah. cover two, cover three. They, they played over quarters, stuff too. In yeah. quarters, yeah. Uh, go back to George Payton's picks, sorry. Uh, we left off on Jalen Virgil. Yeah, he, I think he was an undrafted guy, but still. He, it's, he drafted Quinn. Yeah, Quinn Miners, he's making impacts. So, like, and, he, then, and then you go he to He also the, signed Billy Turner, who before... I under this is going to be a big thing with big so to cut you off real quick. Yeah. This is going to be a big thing with big media here. Oh, Billy Turner's hurt again. You cannot predict a lineman to get rolled up on. I am sorry. It's no, yeah, it's, that is the that uh, it's you the worst injury that. a lineman can have. You cannot he, predict. There's that. no way you it's could different than him pulling a hammy. Who going back to what I was saying? Billy Turner was playing good before he got hurt. Keep he was going. playing really good before he got hurt. Keep going. And so you got that addition. You have. DJ, the DJ Jones. Jones, you had the K1 Williams signing this past offseason. Like, there's so much there. And then to say, like, oh, he whiffed on the trade of Russell Wilson eight games into the Russell Wilson era here in Denver. Like, guess you, what? You can't, like. You, you can't say that. But guess what? I was upset with the pick. I still kind of am. But he got one of those first back. Yeah. Uh, One of the guys he traded. Probably isn't even going to play another snap in the NFL in Drew Locke. Yeah, because Geno's balling out. What? I don't and they might even draft another guy. That's what I'm saying. Drew, this is, Drew Locke is probably most likely, unless something drastic happens to Geno, will not play another snap in the NFL. Uh, I don't think Shelby Harris is playing good enough to go get uh, another contract. Have you heard Noah Fant's name at all? A little bit in the Germany game, but nothing special. I don't think he scored a touchdown yet. For the eight weeks before that, did you hear it? No. Like I said, I don't think he's had a touchdown this exactly. season. Uh, and we'll see what happens with these draft picks. We can Let's assume Seattle hits on the two draft picks they had last year. Which they did. Okay. So they're uh, on players that, that's... Oh God, we have to do this math again. So two draft picks. Um, the second this year, which is three players. Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, Drew Locke. What am I missing? Is that it? I think they gave us like Russ in a fifth, but yeah. But I'm what we gave up. Well, yeah. So we gave him six. It was seven, but we got the first back, so you take one away. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's, you, you could put Bradley Chubb in the scenario like I tried to, whatever, if he pans out in Miami. I think that's more Bradley Chubb and then the Jets situation. Yeah. Um. So six players, they've hit on two of them. You have one guaranteed that's, like I said, probably won't even play another snap. Noah Fant probably won't get another contract either. And if he does, it'll be, uh, we'll pick up your option, you get a one-year deal, prove it. Yeah. And we'll see. He'll probably be a a journeyman 
towards the end of his career. Exactly. And Shelby Harris, who might not get one. So if they nail this draft pick on the head, they went three for six on players. And you're going to say George Payton whiffed on this trade? I, I don't understand where the impatience and the incompetence from this fan base came. I think it's just, it's always been there. It's just we want it so fast. Yeah. We, we want everything to be the snap of the fingers. Which, why? Because we waited and, six years for and shit th- football, so why do we then have I to wait eight you, games for you good see, football? I think what they see with Geno Smith's doing in Seattle right now, but what people got to understand is Geno's not new to that offense. He was their backup there for, what, so last year? And when Russ got hurt last and they, year with the finger, he played. He played good all football. those games. No, he, he played, played good football. Yeah, competent football. They were they won a couple games. Yeah, and then he played, or then he was the backup the year before. So he's been in the system. He's seen how it works. Like it's not like you're getting a new guy learning a completely new system, which is what it feels like people are making it out to be. Like oh, yeah. Geno Smith is. Well, it's because he was a journeyman before this too. No, yeah. It, well, it, guess it, what? Journeyman stories have happy endings sometimes, and this yeah. is his happy ending. But it could just be a Fitz. Patrick type. It a hundred percent could be. Yeah. It a hundred and ten percent could be. He's just catching his stride at the right time, and I think that's what you're. A lot of fans are starting to compare it to. It's like, look, Seattle's doing it with this. Seattle won. Seattle won. Seattle's Seattle won. win. They're winning. They they beat us. They're they're getting our pick. Plus, they're probably going to the playoffs. And it's like, I had playoffs is a stretch, but I just they want to put the Geno Smith bust in front of the fucking in front of Lumen Field already. Yeah. And guess what? I'll tell you what right now, regardless of record, within the next, like regardless of what's happening this year, so we have Russ for a guaranteed four to five or whatever it is. I'm, I don't want to get into that. In those four to five, we have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl than Seattle does. Mm-hmm. Like what do you, what do people not understand about that? I don't understand it. Yes, emotions are high after games. Like that's why I said I'm not going to tweet anymore after games. Give me till Monday or today. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus. All right, we really rambled. <laughs> we did. It's ten. We started this. I checked at ten o'clock. Uh, we are at an hour and a half. We said we're gonna start putting out two episodes to make them shorter, and we've done the opposite. But that's all right. Uh, I we could we have gotten to the talk de- to you, we, yeah we could have gotten to the defensive part of the fucking game plan for brought for Denver. Oh, it's perfect. There's nothing to talk besides about. besides the cover zero. That swung the momentum of the game. We that could have been another fifteen minutes. We won't. We don't want to keep people waiting. It was questionable why EJ ran cover zero. He in his head, obviously, he thought it was going to work. I but I mean, well, I think it, I'll take that one mistake for the last nine games. So I think Kajak just needs to play it better. And a hundred percent, he got beat on that route twice, back to back weeks, cooked, and he yeah. That was the same route the Jags ran on him, too. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. You know our social medias. Hit the hit the, hit the the bell. Turn on notifications. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to you Thursday. Today's Wednesday. Stay warm. Well, if you're listening on Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Stay warm. It should be nicer today while you're listening. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be shit. Have fun with your Thursday. 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 Snow. Um... 5p that was a lot (laughs) that was a good episode though Mm -hmm. anything else you want to say before we go oh i don't know if dj listens he's able to put pressure on his leg though we'd love to hear it yeah and they just blew out who in the first round 58 nothing i don't know they play palisade this week though is that good or bad uh it's good palisade upset somebody 
cool. But they're like the 13th seed. So. All right. 1 p.m. Go Green Mountain. Saturday. Sweet. Jeffco Stadium. Hell yeah. All right. We're out of here. <laughs> we'll talk to you Thursday. And yeah, we'll catch you on the flip. Straight up, now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. Or is it just the hit and run? <laughs> hey, we got a good thing. Don't know if I'm going to see you again. But is that a good thing?